0: This podcast is brought to you by the Microsoft partner team in Switzerland to give you an insight into our diverse partner landscape and how those partnerships can benefit your business. We invite one Microsoft partner in every episode to deep dive their, into their offering and how the joint value proposition benefits our customers. We want to provide information beyond the flashy marketing and PR material and deep dive into the actual content. Please like, share, and subscribe. I want to introduce. Our hosts, my name is Thomas Winter. I'm the partner lead at Microsoft Switzerland. And with me is Philippe Moras, the channel sales lead at Microsoft Switzerland. Today, it's our honor to welcome Alexander Klink, EMEA central partner channel lead at Quest, and Ragnar Heil, channel account manager EMEA at Quest and Microsoft MVP to our podcast. Gentlemen, it's great to have you here. I'm super excited
1: to
2: have you here, Alexander and Ragnar. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure here. Absolutely.
3: I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Um, Alexander, yes, as uh, Thomas was saying, I'm a channel sales director for the Dach and the Benelux region, uh, living in the Frankfurt Rhine main area and working for Quest in various roles for about 20 years.
0: This is a very special episode. It's actually the first time we're doing it with two interviewees and at least one of them seems to be on podcasts and on video broadcasts pretty much every day. So we're looking really very much forward to a very... Interesting show today. As always, we start a little bit with uh, who are you two gentlemen as a person, a bit about the company, and then Philippe does a bit of a deeper dive in some very specific business topics. So let me start. Who are you as a person? Alexander, you already kind of answered the question, but I don't know if you want to add something to your super short intro. Who are you?
3: Who am I? Actually, yes, I'm a technical geek, otherwise I wouldn't be working for a technical technology company for so many years. Besides that, I must admit, I like to be out and about with the family. To have a contrast and living in a like rural area of central Germany, that really helps to really get a contrast of the day job.
2: And you, Ragnar? Yes, I also live in central Germany, north of Frankfurt. I'm a channel account manager here for MER Central. And uh, I was a former Microsoft employee. So I was uh, working for Microsoft 11 years in several roles. Microsoft Germany, also in the OCP in Redmond. I'm an MVP for Office Apps and Services. And actually, I joined Microsoft in 2008 through the acquisition of FastSearch. And now FastSearch is everywhere, for example, like
0: a Microsoft Viva. It's a small world in the tech world. Well, so moving on to who is Quest as a company? Give us a, a two-minute overview. What do you do? It's, it's not KPN Quest, which is somewhere telco. There is some Quest telco in the US, and then there's Quest, which are you.
3: So who are you guys? Who are we? That's a very good question. That's quite a common question because Quest has been on the market for so many years. And traditionally, when you ask people, who are you, people associate into one bucket. We have one bucket to the left, which is about database management. One about, is about alerting and systems management. What we, what we are struggling with, but we are identifying it. We are a company that covers a whole set of solutions. So Companies come to us when they manage and modernize their security issues, their business problems, and really address those issues. And for various different solutions, from like really a pain point that a local administrator have to really complex identity management processes. So it's difficult to put us in the bucket. So in a nutshell, we help our customers to solve their business problems.
0: Excellent. And that's a question we always ask is, uh, why are you at Quest?
3: That's, uh, I must admit an excellent question. I, I mentioned in the introduction that I, I'm with Quest since uh, 2001, joined as an SE and had multiple roles during this period. And the I outlined, we are a systems management vendor. We have been from the past and we are transitioning companies. So we have been always working in a very dynamic and fast paced environment. We had to adjust to market requirements, competitors, platforms coming up. And this is always something that enables opportunities for people, new opportunities, new technologies. And that actually what made me really work and grow with this company, which allowed also me to, to work in different roles and extend my skills beyond the technology skills. And you, Ragnar? Yeah,
2: well, I joined Quest through the acquisition of Metalogics, and I'm still working at Quest because they are a very strong partner-first company. And I love working with partners. Microsoft 365 is evolving rapidly, and we are very happy and thankful to be part of this journey and need to fill gaps and niches to make the hybrid workplace more secure
0: and cloud migrations easier. Sounds great. I think that's a good moment where we transition over to Philip, who is already eager to go deeper into your offering.
1: Philip? You're absolutely Maybe? right. Thank you very much, Thomas. So, gentlemen, your short description about who is Quest and what Quest does is not sufficient for me. So let me ask you following. Your slogan on your recent website shows where Next meets now. Where Next meets now. Please elaborate a little bit.
3: That's, Ragnar, do you want me to do that? Yes, yes please. please. Uh, elaborate, that's pretty easy. We create and manage the software that makes the benefits of new technology real. So companies can turn to us to manage, modernize, and secure their business from on-premise to cloud solutions. Basically from the endpoint to the network, Active Directory to Azure ID, databases, and really to security. That's really we help customer to where next is out they have now a problem and we help them.
1: Okay, so I get it. So your mission is to unlock the potential of digital transformation of the customer and see what kind of solution. And you have a vast portfolio of solutions and product from data protection, as you already mentioned, to data management, identity and access management, and so forth and so on. So unlocking the potential that a customer might have, what are the typical challenges that they face?
2: Well, one of the typical challenges would be that they think that migrations are just too difficult and then they stay on premise. And that's, to be very honest, we want to prevent. We want to to have a very to be part of this journey and deliver a very clear and precise picture how we can migrate their content, their data into the modern workplace. Because we are doing these migrations every single day. And uh, we know every kind of roadblocks and pitfalls on the way to the cloud. So we want to have an open conversation about this journey and show them yes. Maybe it sounds like a very intensive journey. Maybe the it looks like a very large mountain and difficult to climb but we've been up to the mountains so many times we want to be part of this journey and lead the customers together with our partners is there any specific
1: general advice you'd pass on to your customers when they're facing that issue so what i heard is you are trying to prevent the customers will remain on-prem you want to help them to go into the cloud so i'm sure with your vast experience gentlemen you have a lot of conversations with your customers. So, any advice to your customers, to the listeners out there, which are part of them are customers or potential customers?
2: I think one of the most important recommendations is not to start emigration by clicking on a migration tool button, but start with a pre migration phase, a solid phase with assessment, discovery, analysis of the, of the status quo. What are you currently trying to achieve? What are your business goals? And not just Thinking about a technical way to move data, but really think, you know, what are your business goals you would like to achieve in the future with your target environment and then shape your environment? Because it can be that your target environment is going to look differently, different permissions, different features, different GDPR, different uh, compliance rules and so on. So there are a lot of ways how our tools can also reconfigure and trim while doing the migration. So it's not only about moving data. It's also about an automated way of configuring and tree- and, and transforming the whole configuration. And that's the biggest value. So I always uh, tell them, listen, it's like moving a house. Our tools can help to pack everything in your house to your new place, but also unpack and make sure that everything is at the right place and you save time because the time you save with our tools can be used that you focus on your customer needs. And that's the most important thing. Give IT more time to focus what the real customer wants. A tool can help what human beings uh, cannot do. Human beings are so much more intelligent and can do many things what tools uh, shouldn't do.
3: Philip, just to add on that, is the typical example that Ragnar mentioned with the house and moving boxes, one key advice and recommendation I can really give to the audience is don't take every box to the new house and really look what you are packing because then you have less to move and really get rid of the garbage. It's not just because I had it, I need it in the future. It's just like an old mic that you are using for a webcam. You might need a new one.
1: So that already answers actually my next question. So why should a company use your offering? So what you're saying is is that your key differentiation is that you help them staying with the picture of moving boxes to move the right boxes, and then when they arrive in the new house, that they can use whatever they brought with them in the right and perfect way and focus on those things
2: that are really, really important. Is that a good summary? Or Exactly. And uh, currently, it's very sunny here in Germany, and I want to mention the topic of spring cleaning, Frühjahrsputz, however it is called. And this means that our tools can also reduce duplicates, obsolete and old-fashioned and outdated content. So take the opportunity when you want to move and migrate to the cloud that these tools can help to reduce junk and duplicate content because the cloud for Microsoft is precious and you want to make sure that, that only the relevant content is there and not your 30s version of the same PowerPoint presentation.
1: So talking about those customers, what are the typical customers? You know, I'm talking about the size, the segment, the industry, the issues that they're facing.
3: Describe what are the typical customers you are aiming for? That's a very good question because we we cannot categorize the solutions because as Microsoft, you're also saying that everyone needs our solution and everyone is just in the right use case and we have the right the right solution in order to fit you and help to grow business. It's the same for, for Quest. We have a solution set that really comes from a small-medium uh, market business that really scales into the large enterprise. So really, depending on the individual customer needs, we have the right solution set, especially in the um, transformation space. So we we don't have any specialization in vertical industries or customer size.
1: So everyone can use, no matter what size, from the mama-papa shops to the Big enterprises. Everyone can use your solutions.
3: Yeah, but let's be honest. The mama papa shops they are typically managed by one of our valued partners, and they are managed their office in Microsoft 365 environment is typically managed by someone. And yes, and they are using it. They have the more benefit to manage their the mama and papa shop that you mentioned to manage them easier.
2: So you do have a partner network yourself, Quest. We don't work exactly. with our partners. <laughs> yeah. So every single in, in every single opportunities partners are involved on the on the sourcing side on the fulfillment side. So we work with one tier, two tier construction with distributors, without. But we want to make sure that partners are always involved. And in the b- very best case, partners can earn twice on the reselling side and then on the deployment and consulting side and really run
3: the projects. And to be honest, Philip, who would we if there are no like would we think that a software vendor as we are? That we have the solution for everything. A solution the software is only a piece in entire program of a customer side. that it needs to have someone really overlooking the overall business needs and tailor it to the customer process. And I think we're not in that position as a as a system, as a software vendor to say we can do that. Or we should be doing it.
1: So who are the typical decision makers at a company that is interested in your solutions and services? Who are the typical people that you want to talk to
2: if you want to land your solutions with them i would say typical would be it departments head of it so these are our main target groups yeah absolutely
3: It also depends really like we have i have partners calling me saying okay a customer had a security incident like a hack to a system we need to be up and running now this is a point solution to a pure pain point this is really help a customer now This we talk to the IT department people. When we talk about digital transformation, we talk to the business owners. It's not about a new platform, a new solution. It's about actually the majority level and gaining business benefits of it, because companies only want to spend money if actually money with technology or spend less.
0: You
1: mentioned it before, Ragnar, you want to prevent that companies remain on-prem and that they move into the cloud. So what is your perspective, I mean, your perspective as Quest, so this is also addressed to you, Alexander, your perspective on the cloud in general, and does the ability to adapt to the cloud have any influence for a company at all from your perspective? What is your perspective in general on
2: the cloud? The cloud is is nowadays a commodity. So it's on the question, you know, should I go to the cloud or not? It is, there's so much value for, for every industry. That it's currently kind of a no-brainer to not to go to uh, to the cloud because the challenges in the the business, especially with this COVID epidemic, are now so uh, hard and so difficult that the cloud offers so much value which cannot be part of a ordinary data center. So I don't see any value to stay on premise, especially when you want to work from home. And nowadays people have to work from home; they are forced by law and by government to work from home, and that's one of the reasons why. The cloud is leading here. Microsoft Teams doesn't run on premise, and everybody is currently, yeah, or many people are at home doing video conferences. And here, our premise solutions don't work. VPN sometimes is just too slow. And uh, when you have your OneDrive with you on your mobile, you've got all your documents in your pocket, and you are not locked somewhere in your office where you cannot be at the moment. You have more freedom because your digital workplace is in your pocket. And that gives a lot of freedom to me because I can work whenever I want and wherever I want. And all this freedom, which I enjoy now and which I need to use because of this epidemic, I could not do on-premise. Full stop.
1: So we know you help customers when both moving to a Microsoft platform or upgrading their Microsoft platform, including the cloud. And also, when mergers and carve-outs happen at customers to address their complex migration needs, but do you also have specific answers to COVID-related IT challenges? You mentioned COVID before as a topic, so
2: yeah. So I think one of the most most important things is that the whole or the most important workloads of your modern workplace should be in the cloud, because a lot of customers are still using on-premise mail server. Okay, maybe you can you can read the mails from home but especially when you want to work on a file share, which is on-premise at your data center. It's so difficult to be at home and work with your colleagues where everybody is sitting also at home to work on a file server and share and edit at the same time with multiple devices on Excel sheets or PowerPoint slides. It's impossible. So that's one of the things we want to make sure to really move things like file servers, SharePoint on-premises into the modern workplace And also use Teams as much as we can and move all the data to Teams. And well, Quest has a long history in nodes migration. So we also want to prevent that customers are double paying, obviously, licenses to Microsoft and also then old nodes or domino servers. So our idea is now in these times where companies have to be price sensitive because they have to save costs. We want them that they can cancel subscriptions. And that also can mean move away from nodes or from groupwise for Box and Dropbox and Google Drive to have a one very consistent one workplace, seamless, yeah, integrated, and not too much shadow IT, because that's dangerous and costs too much money, and there is too less value of having so many different heterogeneous workloads. So I get your argument. You know,
1: you're saying that with COVID, no one has a choice. You have to be in the cloud. We're all now slowly getting vaccinated. There will hopefully be a post-COVID era. And then people will maybe think about going back to what was before. So what is your prediction for post-COVID IT environments, related challenges, and how will this impact your company and solutions?
3: So the COVID-19 times, pandemic times, is a resilience boot camp for everyone. For Microsoft Quest and all our partners, the companies now are under pressure to be fast back to business again. This is really leading to the what is how is Quest taking it? What it means for Quest is we have been very fast and agile in the past as a vendor. As we are always on the at the top of a platform vendor as Microsoft, we always have to be very flexible, anticipate what changes you are making to your environment in order to address future customer needs. So for us and Actually, it doesn't didn't change it much, but it really, really helped us to implement changes faster because the surrounding has been moving faster and customers and also partners have been more flexible and eager to adopt the changes. So for us, I don't think we will benefit is a negative word in this, this term, but it really, it, we have been always working like that pre-pandemic or post-pandemic. So what you're
1: saying is you don't see any changes whatsoever. So most of the business will remain on the path that they are right now because they were forced into it, but they also see the benefits of it
3: also for the future. Exactly, because it showed new business opportunities, faster growth, faster adoption. IT is not something that is somewhere down in a like and is a service to be consumed by everyone in the private life and in the business life. And this is just really... A, an accelerator piece for, for really for business transformation for us as a whole.
2: I don't want to end here a bit negative, but in this global pandemic, we also see that the companies are currently going into a bankruptcy. You know, they are, and other companies have the, have the chance to, to buy them very, very cheap. So we see a large trend emerges and positions. And our tools run on Azure, of course, and then they can migrate between different tenants. So M and A is for us a very important topic. It was also a very important topic like two or three years ago, but now to the pandemic we see more and more increase of M and A topics because of this massive transformation we are seeing due to the epidemic, and that's something what we're going to, to see also in the, in the future. So that's one big trend. M and A is increasing due to COVID, and post COVID we also see a lot of topics around teams, groups, brawl. You know, like. Last year, February, March, everybody went into Teams because they were locked at home and so on. But now, one year later, Teams is exploding, Teams is growing like mushrooms, and we see a lot of of group sprawl, and here we are investing in governance. So I think, for me, in 2021, governance is the most important topic. Last year, it was all about jumping into Teams and jumping into the modern workplace for for many companies. I haven't heard the word. We have no cloud strategy. I've heard it since one year, but now uh, 2021 is all about governance. And that's where we are investing because uh, that's very important that the hybrid post-pandemic hybrid workplace is compliant and secure. And we're happy to be part of the journey here with our partners in Switzerland. Talking about partners,
1: in good partnerships, sometimes you win together and sometimes you lose. And sometimes you're even competing. Any views, any thoughts?
3: Are you referring to that sometimes Microsoft is also a competitor in this landscape in the transformation piece with some business units? I reckon. And I wouldn't say compete because what all of the companies in the IT ecosystem here have in place, they have the most value for the customer. So if I look at Quest and Microsoft together working for the customer, it's always for the best of the customer. And I don't see us typically competing because you are a platform vendor and we supplementing an additional services and solutions to our customers. To maybe to explain it more in a, like a typical trend that I'm seeing here in Germany is everyone is getting a new bicycle lockdown. Everyone is getting a bike. You, if you want to order, have a bike now, you would have to have ordered five months ago. And let's say Microsoft is the bicycle. There, but there. It was new bicycle, There are new gadgets. There is a new battery pack. There is a new cup holder. There is a new GPS device, and it's it's all different purpose. New clothing, new pedals, and the same is for leisure. It's for business. So it's all around the solution around the platform, which is here the bike, and for us it's Microsoft and Azure, Microsoft 365.
1: That's a great picture. Thank you very much for that, Alexander. So. What would your customers say if we would go out and ask them, what do you think about Quest? What do you think they would say?
2: Well, I would say that customers prefer our tools because they're very major and robust. You know, we have tools who are on the market since sometimes 10 years. They can handle very complex and advanced migrations. And our story around cyber resilience and hybrid security resonates with enterprise customers who are still running a lot of on-premise environments, like AD on-premise, but want to go to the cloud. And one thing which is important is always not only tools and technology, but also the the human side of enterprise. And our customers and partners like to work with us because we are locals. We have people living in Switzerland. They speak the languages. They speak all Swiss languages. They can listen to the the customers. They can listen to the partners. And when things are challenging and there are issues and things go, go wrong, we can literally jump into the car and help or get onto the phone, jump on a meeting. So we are very easy
3: to reach. And that's what they very appreciate. The question here also is, who do you find as a customer? Is the customer as the company who has been purchasing our solution or is the customer who actually I like to see it, is the end user? And ideally, the end user doesn't even know we're in the house because we make his life easier. Transition is easier. So that guy who is responsible for the transition to the cloud can go to the canteen, get a coffee, and say everyone is coming to him. It was a great job. And from the end users, no one would have known that we actually helped him. But he knows that we made him successful.
1: So that leads me to the last question. My famous Harry Potter question. If I were Harry Potter, imagine me with hair and round glasses. I had a magic wand. What
2: would your wish be that I should fulfill? I would like to be deeper engaged with Microsoft Switzerland around partner marketing activities, especially with M&A topics that the outside world knows. Listen, there are solutions which can help to migrate between tenants and also driving more topics around cyber resilience, not only with pure E5 only, but also hybrid solutions. because. A lot of customers are not in E5 yet. Maybe they are still on premise. And we want to make sure that these customers who are still on premise are moving into maybe a lower price plan, that they are also compliant and secure. The happy Blaze is M65 E5. I'm fully aware of it. But we want to be part of this journey. And I would like or I would love to see that we are closer would work closer together with partner marketing around these topics. Where we talk about bridging the way
3: to the m65 intelligent workplace alexander any wishes i couldn't emphasize more what ragnar was saying i may have just a personal wish i referred to that earlier i just want to be my hair blonde again maybe the wish with your magic wand because on a business perspective i think ragnar outlined all it perfectly
2: perfect but I would love to travel, so I'm very open. I, would lo- I cannot wait to be back in Switzerland, especially you know with this beautiful weather. So that's one of my biggest wishes, to see you guys and be back in Switzerland. I'm looking forward to welcoming you back in Switzerland, hopefully in the near future.
1: Thank you very much for your partnership. And with that, back to you, Thomas.
0: Thank you very much. And well, thanks for joining us here today. So this was fascinating, new format, learned a lot this afternoon. And certainly I miss the travel and I'll take some more hair as well. With that, I wish everybody a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.